Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, so I'm a big Seth Godin fan, and I believe he said this or said it in another way, and it really spoke to me. He said, if your client sees it, it's marketing. And so I feel in business, in being in the salon, I've sometimes felt like, oh, I'm not very, I'm not into marketing, or I don't do marketing, or, you know, there's people that, spend a lot of time on social media, talking about having a business. And I sometimes have undervalued uh, that portion of my business. And when I look at my business over the last 17 years, I realize that I've actually been really amazing at marketing. And I think I, I didn't understand what marketing was, or I thought it was just like a big intimidating word. And so I, I want to share with you guys a little bit about how the things that our clients see and the way that we structure our businesses, how all of it's marketing. And another kind of uh, of the same thought process, but a different quote is I was watching a podcast and the, the guest was saying, I can't think of what his name was. Um, he said that really people say like, oh, I'm not in sales, but everyone's in sales. And they said like, you know, no matter what field you're in, you're, you're in sales. If you run a team, you kind of need people's buy-in. And I think that's kind of when I talk about marketing, when we talk about uh, sales, I think what we're really talking about is like, how well do you get people to buy in to whatever it is that you're doing, whether that's you. Like for me, my business feels like an extension of me, even though they are, you know, it's not all of me. I feel like people are buying into me. They're buying into my story and my ability to tell my story and my ability to have my business be a representation of that story. And there were definitely times in my career, my business journey, when I was very afraid to step into that. Um, And I was much more comfortable following the status quo, following the formula for business that I had seen. And really when, when business in my career got really fun was probably the most fun has been the last five years is I've gotten more comfortable with who I am and I've started to have my business reflect that. And then I feel like what I, what it's done is it's really been able to cater to a specific person and that's all marketing. That's all, you know, like being able to get people to like, you know, that, that reflects sales, all of those things. I, I think that, you know, kind of like the masculine side is like sales, sales, sales. I think what I've been doing all these years is like kind of more like tapping into my feminine side, not really using those big words and thinking that like, well, I don't really do any of that, but really I had been doing all of that. So I want to share some of the things in the last five years that I've done in my business and how it's it's been able to um, attract and repel different types of people and clients that I work with. So there was a time, like many of us, when you're building your career and you don't know yourself and you don't know 
what it is you love about your craft, where you take on any kind of business, right? It's like, you want blue hair? I'm your girl. You want to go platinum? I'm your girl. You want your gray covered? I'm your girl. And I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying there's a natural evolution for most of us to where we start to cater to a specific audience based on what it is we love to do and what people that we love want. It's like uh, one of my clients, she's an amazing artist. I hope to someday have her on the podcast. She said, there's this really cool exercise where you do a circle and another circle and they overlap slightly. And in one circle, you put in all the things you love to do. In the right circle, you put in there everything the people that you know buy from you or would be clients or would be the people in your sphere that you'd be marketing or selling to. Everything that they love. And then in that little sliver in the middle, you figure out what it is that they love and what it is that you love to do and have them overlap and that's that's where the magic is. And I think you know when it comes to you know, marketing and sales and all of these kind of business terms, I think that it's that simple, right? And I think that's why I thought I wasn't doing it right, or I didn't do it at all, is because it was something that I did in my own way that felt natural for me. And so I didn't think I was doing it. But so, for instance, when I decided to become, uh, at the time I called it gratuity free, but what it is, it's just like a one-step seamless transaction where my gratuity is bundled in. You know, you live and you learn. You don't call it gratuity free when you, you go up 25%. People don't all love that. But for the most part, the people that understood it and people that wanted to have this just like awesome experience and didn't really want to like be standing there and deciding, did I do 25%? Did I do 10% last time? How much did I leave her? It, it elevated the experience for the people that it was for and the people that it had, had already kind of like stretched or were no longer moving in the same direction as me. They didn't like it, but they already were, they already were kind of, there's already a rub there. And so what it allowed me to do is be more for the people that I'm for. And it allowed me to shed a part of my clientele that I was grateful for their part in my journey, but that they that the direction that my career was going in and the way that I wanted to structure my days um, no longer were going to be feasible. And so in that moment, was I thinking, this will be great marketing? No, but was it? Was it marketing to my ideal customer? A hundred percent. And I think there's so many examples of this. For instance, when I moved, I was like, I don't want a phone. I don't want to have cell phone. I don't like to be taken out of the moment. I want to be with my clients. I want to be present with them. I don't want a phone ringing. I don't want to have to get back to people. I don't want their experience with me to be one that could ever seem flaky because I'm only one person and I really want to focus on what I love to do, which is be with my client and present with them. And so I didn't have a phone. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, like no one doesn't have a phone for their business. And I thought, but this is my business. And I don't want to have a phone. And so I didn't realize when I, I, again, I wasn't thinking, God, I'm going to market, like I'm marketing to the, my total dream client who like doesn't really want to call and talk to me or a receptionist. They want to just go online at midnight when they realize that their husband has an event the next week and find a time, get on a wait list virtually and, 
you know, shoot an email that says, Hey, husband, you know, like if I can get in early, you know, I, I think that all these times that I honored myself and made my business, you know, be a business that honored my life. I also was going to be attracting and further honing in on uh, the clientele that was for me. And I, I think there was a time where I didn't necessarily feel confident enough with who I was and what I wanted. And I didn't feel like I was allowed to do things differently. And uh, I can remember I'm getting ready in May to go to back to the Ember Hair Retreat as an educator. And I remember being at that retreat. And like I've said before, like it was the first time I sat down to think like, wait, I can decide what I want. I don't have to follow the the structure that I've seen for success in the salon world or, you know, and maybe, you know, I've talked to a number of people now and I don't think it's industry specific. I think that there's these paths that we're, we see as the successful path that most people that, you know, are successful in any given industry take. And we think that, okay, then that must be the way we should go. And I, I, I just keep coming back to, we don't have, and I was saying this to my friend Jenny today when she said something, I'm like, no, you weren't behind me. And she's like, no, I meant like a couple years behind you as, as like having my own business. I'm like, yeah, but I don't even look at it like that because that's, that's, that's assuming that we started from the same place and we didn't. We've started from completely different situations and stories and lives. And we're going to end with completely different stories, situation and lives. And so I think when we're looking around, it's really, it's really attractive to, to uh, try and do a cookie cutter of someone else's you know, career or life because it's like seems safe. But at the end of the day, like we never know. And I remember Nina Kovner from Passion Squared saying, never copy someone without knowing their why. Because, or maybe she just said, don't ever copy someone. But she said, because you don't know their why. And I can remember when I was overwhelmed in the salon and I said, I'm not taking on new clients. And I started seeing people in the area start saying the same thing. And I wouldn't, today, I would not not take new clients. I would just adjust my prices personally. But I thought that person thinks I'm pulling like a power move. Like, I think I'm a big deal. Like, I'm not taking new clients. But really, the inner, you know, workings of it were I was overwhelmed. I hadn't developed boundaries. I didn't know how to do more than I was doing. And I was doing hair for too many types of people. I was overextending myself and I needed to put a pause on it till I could figure it out. And uh, I, I just think like how many times are we looking at someone else's business and what they're doing and not knowing their reasons and maybe not knowing that that person's struggling that it's not a power move. It just looks like one from the outside. On the inside, there's a, there's a shell of a person. I'm talking about myself a number of years ago. But I, I think that, you know, when you look at your structure and you look at your policies and you look at how you do what you do, don't underestimate that it is telling a pretty cool story for the right person. 
And, you know, even my business, like I think about what if like, I, I think about one of my clients who came into my, my current salon when I had just opened it and I had decided like, okay, I can't do this grind anymore. I can't do nine people a day, double booking. Like I can't handle the chaos. My nervous system cannot handle it. And I remember this person walked in and was, I've, I think I've maybe shared this story before, but she walked in and she said, hmm, it's pretty quiet in here. And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I want it to be. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm going. And she's like, hmm, just kind of worry about the business, you know, if there aren't people that are coming. And I just remember just having this moment where I was like, I don't think people like you are supposed to come here. People that want to see me overextended and like kind of like putting me on my heels. Like I, I didn't say this. I don't think I could articulate in the moment, but I, I think that, that our businesses, when, when, when people understand them, it, it means they're not for them. It's like, I feel so often we complicate things and we're like, well, what if this is a scenario or maybe, maybe her, her, she isn't over her divorce and her husband's not nice to her. It's like, stop complicating it. Everyone's got stuff. If it's, if it doesn't make sense to that person, doesn't resonate with that person, chances are it's just not for that person. And it doesn't make them a bad person. But it also doesn't mean that you can't grow into the person that you're becoming and that you can't adjust your business from 12 years ago to being the business that honors and works for you today. And I, I think that it is, it's, it's kind of the, I used to think I was doing it right if I was doing it wrong if I was losing people. And the way I see it now is there's no way to do it in a way that honors you and keep everyone with you. But I also think, because I, I, I don't think I knew that there could be beautiful endings. I thought there had to be a villain um, or like something had to happen or it had to be like, yeah, it got weird. She stopped coming. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I don't see her anymore. God, if you see her, tell her I say hi. Like I really miss her. I get a kick out of her. And like, I think it's really cool to stay in your truth, stay in your magic, but also be grateful and happy for people and to still can, like there's so many people I don't do their hair anymore, but I'm still like, I talk about them to people. I'm like, my client this, my client that. And I, I don't know that I was taught how to have people go their own way and I go my way and to not find their, make it weird. Like it doesn't have to be weird. And I think that's something that it's, I've gotten better at and I've made it less weird because it's like, we weren't, I, I think I had this idea that I, we're all going to stay together, kumbaya, hold hands. And I don't know. Now I see it as like, thank you for my, your part in my journey. And, you know, the business I had at 19 might not be the business that works for you today. And it's cool. It's worked for you as long as it has. And me and who knows, maybe our past will circle back. And I don't know. I think the more you can be honest with yourself and honest in your business, the more people can, that it's for can enjoy it. And the people that, you know, need to move on will also respect that you're honoring you. So whenever you think to yourself, I don't do, I don't, I don't market. I don't do marketing. You do. We all do. And, you know, I think about, I was talking about parenting the other day and I was saying like, 
I feel like when that that podcast guy said, you know, you're 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 doing sales with your kids, and I thought, oh my gosh, when I wanted to get Birdie ready for school, I was like, hey, do you want to put your outfit on? She said no. I went to give her a minute because the dog was barking, and she yelled, I'm ready. And I thought, oh my gosh, like she just doesn't want to be told what to do. I had to get her buy-in. And I think that's business, that's kids, that's relationships. I've tried to control a lot of things. I'm telling you right now, that shit backfires. I'll leave you with that. Have a wave-making day, and I will talk to you soon.